It's a beautiful day at the homestead. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Tower, the Omni Homestead Resort's original podcast series. I'm your host, Jesse Bruton. Today, we're speaking to big dog Mike Whiteside, co-owner and the resident optimist of Black Dog Salvage, featured on the show Salvage Dogs on DIY Network. Mike, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Ah, it's great to be here. It's in, any chance I get to get up to this valley in uh, Bath County, is just a, it's a good day. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, well, uh, the, the big dog was a little bit of a, you know, add-on to my life. I mean, I've lost a little bit of weight since then. But uh, it's just, uh, you know, Robert calls himself the top dog. I'm the big dog. It's just our little monikers for we use for ourselves. But uh, I'm uh, from North Carolina originally. I'm a transplant to Virginia, 23 years, I think, I've been in uh, Roanoke area. Well, you know, Virginia is for lovers, by the way. You know, you fall in love with this area. I uh, grew up in Charlotte. Uh, My time in the Navy, I served with... HS8 and the USS Kitty Hawk in the in the late 70s. So I uh, had a little military career. Then I uh, went to uh, Colorado, became a, a ski bum for two years, and then I moved to Florida and became a yacht captain. and And that was a that was another chapter in my life. And then I moved to uh, to raise kids back in the, when was we moved up 99, and we moved up to Roanoke, Virginia, and to to raise our kids in a really cool place, which is Roanoke. And I started the uh, Robert and I started this uh, this venture. Really, it was an accidental venture, to tell you the truth. We had no intention of starting a company. We just wanted to save one house, and that one house became Black Dog Salvage. So tell me more about that. How do you get into salvage? I don't know that you get into it. It gets into you. You know, it's uh, I always uh, uh, said that I was probably in another life was a pirate. You know, even though I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a mariner, the 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 plundering and the treasure hunting has always been part of my blood. And so when I had the opportunity, I basically I moved, uh, I was a seafarer, and I moved to the mountains. There wasn't a whole lot for me to do in my chosen profession, so I was looking for a new occupation. And I don't know how or why salvage became part of my next career choice, but there was one house in Roanoke that became, uh, that was in its 11th hour, and it became the kind of the focal point of, hey, somebody's got to save this, and it's in its 11th hour. And this is a very common story throughout our industry is, you know, you're always getting just one step ahead of the wrecking ball. And uh, I met Robert through third hand, so this is truly fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it, to build a garage for me. He didn't want to do that, but uh, we had a lot in common, and he asked me, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're here, you don't... You don't have an ocean to run a boat on. So I said, well, I'm thinking about a salvage company. And again, not knowing why, not knowing exact verbiage that I said when I, when I talked to him. And he says, well, there's this house. It's in its 11th hours, 21 Highland Avenue in Roanoke. It's one of the last houses on Orchard Hill. And it was a gorgeous piece. And it was going to get demolished. And nobody could, you couldn't move it. They would give it away if you would come get it. And it would cost three times as much to move it as it would to rebuild it. So we looked at each other and said, hey, let's you and me see what we can do. I had a, a forklift. I had a pickup truck. I had a little bit of money. And I had a black dog. 
So that was truly the seed of Black Dog Salvage. And we spent three weeks getting it, not thinking that we were going to do a business. It was just a spec venture, save the stuff, sell it, go on, do something else. And that's, it turned out that there was a need. People wanted this stuff. And, you know, you're always hoping that you weren't the only one wanting this stuff because, you know, the rule of retail is you got to do something that people want. And we had no clue that this was, this was really going to be a, a profitable venture for a salvage company, no matter what we were doing. And so we put it in this little building that my wife and I were renting at the time. And before we took it out of the truck, there somebody stopped and said, hey, what you got there? You know, it's almost like a, uh, you know, a flea market kind of thing. You know, what, what do they have over there? You know, there's somebody stopped and all this stuff is pulled out behind a the truck. There's got to be something fun there. Let's, let's find out what the story is. So we, uh, we had an old sign up there, we, uh, I, and it meant nothing to us. It was my wife and I signed for our first failed venture. And uh, pulled it down, uh, got some black paint, wrote salvage on it. And you know how you write you know, on, on something, and you have all the runs and everything from the letters. It was perfect. Stuck it back up on the building. Before I got the ladder in, I had somebody stop. Hey, you got salvage? And I said, yeah. And that was the beginning. Now, uh, after that, we got to figure out what we're going to call ourselves. And we were thinking, you know, Southwest Virginia's architectural salvage. And that was kind of, that kind of ran long, you know, a little mouthful. So my wife looked up and said, hey, uh, you have your black dog with you, Molly. Why don't you call it Black Dog Salvage? I mean, people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for that kind of Madison Avenue branding. And I got it for, you know, 30 years of marriage. Do you remember any particular pieces from that first job that are your favorite? You know, this house uh, was probably, even to date, and we've been in business 20 years, was one of the best houses we've ever done. Every piece in that house was amazing. Uh, The mantles were huge, and, you know, in that particular space, they didn't look so big because it was a very large house. If you take them out and put them in a smaller space, they're, they're monumental. The windows were incredible. But one of the main things I remember, and probably the first thing to sold, was this art tile that was a fireplace surround. And it was all a kind of a mosaic, but it was a scene. It was a kind of a reclining lady. And then on the side, there were cherubs and a little bit of vegetation. This was a gorgeous custom tile. And to date, I've never found another set. And we just fell in love with it. So we captured it and Robert's the the he's the one with the finer tools and the finer uh, ability to remove stuff like that so he he got it out there and uh, as soon as we got it back to the shop somebody saw it and bought it and it brought pretty big money for I mean for us it was you know big money is probably three or four hundred bucks but it's probably nowadays worth two or three thousand dollars and uh, that was the probably the best thing because we at that point we validated that this was an actual business and that these pieces had value and there was people out there looking for them. So how did you end up with a TV series featuring Black Dog Salvage? Well, it's a, a little bit of a long story, but I'll give you the condensed Razor's digest version. It had to do with beer and fly fishing. And this is a, a good friend of mine that we, I fish with every year, uh, Dr. Ned Hooper. We'd go once a year up to the Jackson, which is a, a local uh, body of water that uh, just gorgeous, but fun fly fishing. And we did this every year. And one of the guys that was part of the, the fishing excursion or, or group, uh, a fellow named Bill Hayes, 
he had a company called Figure Eight Film. And we always would taunt him, you know, about doing something like a, a reality show about Black Dog. And uh, uh, one of our, our fishing friends, Ted Ayers, was there with me. We were, we were kind of goofballs and always had fun, laughed a lot. And, and Bill said, short answer, okay, I'll try it. And he did. He did a, they called a sizzle uh, of us uh, down in South Boston one day and handed it over to a company called Trailblazer Studios. And they took it, kind of molded it into what it is today and sold it to the DIY network. And, you know, we had no intention of, of becoming reality I'm, I'm going to use the word star in, in reserve, but celebrities are, are featured on a reality show because it's kind of like a lotto ticket, to tell you the truth. It's that rare that you can find a successful formula. And they gave us five episodes at first, and Robert and I looked at each other and said, hey, this is either uh, going to happen and do something, or it's going to be five really good commercials. And, and that's how we looked at it. You know, again, not holding ourselves up in high esteem, like, hey, look at us, we're in reality. And we did three of them. And before the fourth was in the can, we were asked to do another eight. Well, that was, it constituted the first season. And from there, we took it. We're in our 11th season now. And after the season's done, we'll have 143 episodes finished which is boggles the imagination that, that every one of those has to have a salvage job, a show build, we call it, interviews and all the other stuff that goes into our show. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it takes a while to do it, but it's really been an adventure. And I really, to answer your question, it was truly accidental. What's your favorite thing about the salvage? You know, the, uh, the, the thing that I like most about the salvage is uh, the discovery Again, I'm a treasure hunter. You know, earlier on I said I was a pirate. You know, it's about hunting, uh, discovering history. You know, every place we go typically is old. You know, they're 80 to 100, 150 years old. So there's a lot of history there. And there's a lot of lives that have uh, influenced these properties and people who have lived there and passed through. So, you, you know, I don't see ghosts. You know, that's that's one of the things I always say. I'm, you know, I'm not a paranormalist, but, you know, there's energy there from the past. And that's really part of the discovery that I like and Robert likes, too. He's a real history buff. So uh, that right away, understanding the past with these properties and what what they've done in the past and who they've influenced. And that's that's where we start, you know. And, and of course, I'm the, I'm the guy that goes out and does all the the scouting and everybody says, well, I can go out and do that for you. I said, no, that's my job. That's the fun part, you know, going out, meeting people, seeing a place for the first time, understanding that uh, it's either, you know, it's in its 11th hour. Uh, some people don't want to see it go down. And we're preservationists at heart. We'd rather see a property saved than not. But there's a life to everything. And, and at a certain time, it's time. And just like the rest of us, we're all going to go someday. So these properties are the same way. And, and so that for me is, is really the kind of the driving factor that keeps me engaged in what we do. And then, of course, the hard work and the sweat and 
blood and whatever else I commit to to a to a, an effort is uh, and it's not TV blood by the way that's real blood if you see it on TV I, I I'm the resident bleeder you know I'm called also the kind of the the resident bull in a china shop too so if anything gets broken I'm gonna get blamed for it anyway so I might as well break it uh, and you know we have fun with that and it's a, but that's for me it's it's really the discovery and treasure hunting that that really kind of keeps me engaged so do you remember the first time you ever came to the homestead? What was your first impression? Well, the first time I came to the homestead, and we did a job up here, was the old stable. It was the carriage house and the stable, which was just down Main Street in, in Hot Springs. And I don't know that it was owned by the homestead at the time. I think it was already purchased by the preserve at the homestead. And uh, this this was, uh, people wanted to save it, but it was gone. And, and so that brought us up here. It was in the winter. Guess what? It was cold. I mean, I, I always say that this one was, it was 11 degrees and then it got cold. The wind blew and, and this was our fifth episode of the show. And that was my first exposure to this area besides the lower valley and the Jackson in fishing. I'd never been up to the homestead and didn't really know a whole lot about it. But once you, you drive up this valley and the, and the, and the homestead just kind of pops up, and you're going like, wow, how did this get here? You know, you, you, you seem like you're in the middle of nowhere. And then there's this gorgeous resort uh, sitting in the middle of, which is not nowhere, of course. It's in Bath County. But it's, a, uh, it's an incredible destination. It has an amazing history that I'm just now starting to learn about. But that was the first time uh, coming in, even spending any time in this particular area. Have you done any other salvage jobs around here? <clears throat> We've been uh, very uh, lucky to have engaged the Omni and their management in properties that were slated for demolition. Uh, two of them, which were two of our episodes, were, I call them the Ingalls House. There were two old houses just across from the entrance to the homestead. And, and again, driving up here through the years after the first time, you saw these houses in fairly good condition, may be able to be saved to five years, six years later, where they're needing either a big infusion or they need to come down. And really, they, they really need to come down. And we were asked to come up and, and salvage these, these two particular houses. And I got to stay at the homestead that time, by the way. You know, yay! It was, that, was a, that was a real treat. But we got to salvage these two particular homesteads. I don't know if those were homesteads. I think they were owned by the Ingalls family, who was some of the, uh, I guess, settlers in this particular valley. Those were fun. And they were in the summer, so we didn't have to put a park on or freeze. Uh, and we got some really incredible pieces out of both those, those homes. The other one we had an opportunity to participate in was the Cascades Inn. And driving through this area for many years, you've seen this inn on the, I guess it would be the north side of Sam Snead Highway. And it's a you could tell it was a grand place in one in its day. You know, it was built, the old part of the building was built in 1850. This is pre-Civil War, so it's got, you know, it's got some pretty amazing history going back quite a, quite a ways. And uh, during the war, it was a, uh, a military hospital that took care of the soldiers. And after that, I'm sure it went right back to being an inn and servicing their customers. And this was a... Uh, this is one of the old style ends, I guess. If you, I'm, I'm going to kind of go back to like dirty dancing, you know, the, the, you know, the where you, you go and you dress up for dinner, and you know you have a pool, and you, you know, I'm sure there was all kinds of amenities. But it's 
it's calling, I guess, is it, it was a, had a healing springs. That's why they called it healing springs. This was there was a, a mineral springs there that welled up, and they built a resort around it. And I'm sure it fed the pool, and and people would come and bathe in its waters, and 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 so that was the draw. But it also was the you know the family outing place. And of course, there was a part that was built in, I think it was probably the 40s, which turned out to be the, the other wing, which uh, probably more than doubled its capacity. Uh, and it, it, was, it was probably the worst shape, uh, unfortunately, that it was neglected through the years. And it was time had come. So cue Black Dog Salvage, we got to come in uh, with our TV show and film some of the capture of some of the old architectural elements. And there weren't many left, unfortunately. But we were able to, we're always able to find something that's uh, worth saving so we can capture it for the, for the reuse purpose. But we, uh, we got down to uh, one of the, the houses that uh, uh, did yield some architectural features. And we always liked the columns. I always liked the shiny bobs and bits. That's the, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I'm easily distracted. But we, uh, we found the spring, by the way. And the spring is, uh, is very close to the surface. And I, I drove a piece of equipment over there and I, I was axle deep in it. Luckily, my son was there to pull me out. <laughs> Thank you, Tay. <laughs> And, uh, but it was an opportunity to come and be a part of its last chapter. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, when we show up, it's like the Grim Reaper walking into town, you know, oh, here comes Black Dog Savage, what are they going to tear up today? It's not tearing up, it's preserving history. And that's, uh, that was the last chapter again of this particular inn, and I'm glad we were part of it. That's a really beautiful sentiment. What is your favorite artifact that came from this salvage job? Well, it's again, the architectural parts of this were pretty minimal. You know, the columns were kind of gone. And uh, so we were kind of looking beyond that. But probably for me, uh, the big, I call it the spa house or the spring house, they had probably 10 rooms in it. And I guess people would go down for therapy. It had some really nice columns. And I, I, I'm a, I'm. I'm kind of simple. I like the textury bits or the, the bingles and bobs of a house that really kind of shine. And this one had some columns on it called, they called them temples of the wind. And that's just the style of capital that was on there. And so I, I you know, I'm always looking for my, my key piece when I do any job, which one's going to be the first to sell and which one has the most architectural properties. And this was this house it had 11 foot columns on, it had four of them. And we had to get in there and, and to get them because this is where I got stuck in the mud. It didn't want to yield. It didn't want to let us in. So you kind of think that this thing's trying to hold on. It you don't come and take my columns away. But we got in and we, we persevered. But those columns were, were pretty amazing. And so right now we got them back at Black Dog. Do most of your pieces end up being sold as is or do you modify them? Well, we'd love to sell our treasures as is because, you know, wash the dirt off of it, you know, kind of help it a little bit. But if I can sell something without putting any more energy into it, that's my preference. But we have to do a lot of value added at Black Dog. Uh, and that's that's kind of where I show up. It's the the upcycling or repurposing that is is kind of been our calling card for many years uh, where we'll build a piece of furniture uh, a art uh, garden statuary or something uh, that would that somebody wants or either a spec piece where we build it for our for our showroom floor or we build it specifically for uh, someone's needs and 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 a lot of people once they figure out we have this stuff from the homestead 
they will want something built from that just because it has so many memories. And when we build something, when we upcycle, we tell a story again. We call it second chance salvaging. It's you get to give this piece another shot at living on through another two or three generations is where it could have just gone into the landfill. And that's the, the storytelling continues when we do that. And, and people really like that, to know that when they buy a piece of furniture that has that kind of history attached to it, that they're part of the solution, that, that they enable this piece to live on through their piece of furniture or through their idea. And we're the vehicle that kind of makes that happen. And, and that's really the fun part of this business. And the, the, the salvage and you know, getting dirty and discovery, uh, you got to do that. But the repurposing and creation of, of old artifacts into something they weren't intended to be, now that's, that's where really people get excited. And that's where I really, that's where I kind of shine. So what's an example of a piece that you've upcycled? Gosh, I mean, there's, we've been in business 20 years and, and I've done, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of pieces. Uh, you know, we'll take a piece from, uh, say, let's say from the, the Cascades, uh, you know, one of the pieces we took off with, the, with handrails off the porches. And you look at them, they're not real, you know, not a lot of decoration to them, but they're cedar. So you, you have to look past that old paint and find out what its, its value is. So we'll take those and create, you know, like a mirror or a, a side table or a dining table out of this wood because it's, it's, it's got that kind of age to it and the patina that goes along with it. But we'll build consoles. I used a part of a fuselage of an old plane to build a desk. Uh, and that just sold over to our shop. Uh, it's, there's no, you look at some of this stuff and you're going, that wasn't meant to be like that. You know, how did that come about? It's just seeing past what its original value was and taking it to another level of, of creation that just, you know, it's just, and everybody asks me, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. I just see it. You know, I've, I kind of feel it now during the, the building process or something like that, it changes because you can add this, subtract that, do something else. And that's, again, that's kind of the creative process that it, it kind of evolves. And one piece of furniture could have three different stories. And that's really kind of kind of fun because there's three different salvage jobs that we did that had a, a wood or some legs and you know an ornamental piece that we would use to to adorn it. So it's there's no there's no rules, and that's where I live. You know, Robert, my my part, he's a he's a real rule keeper, and I'm his uh, arch nemesis, uh, the rule breaker, and and that's why we get along so well because you know we 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 bounce off each other and and it it really enhances the creation process. So how can we see some of the things that you've salvaged from the Cascades Inn and from the other places on the homestead? Well, you know, listen, everything we take from every salvage jobs, plus the, the Cascades of the homestead, or the, or the, even the stables over here, live at Black Dog Salvages in Roanoke, Virginia. I, and so we'll bring it over, take it to our warehouse, clean it up, inventory it, you know, get it online, which is the next way of seeing the stuff. You go to blackdogsalvage.com, hit shop online or shop by episode because I've got 143 episodes now, which you can see what's left of that particular salvage job. And, and again, shop it. You can find out uh, what's left, what we can do with it. Do you want to use a door? 
for just a door? Well, that's the easy part. You can use a door as a table or a wainscot paneling or a headboard. There's multiple uses for these things. So that's, uh, we got multiple outlets, but there's nothing like coming by our store and, and really putting your hands on it and, and, and witnessing some of the stuff. So other than swinging by the store or watching the show, how can listeners keep up with Black Dog Salvage and what you guys are up to? Well, uh, our best avenue is, is go to our website again. Again, everybody's going to the web and, and, uh, and kind of sampling what's going on. We, uh, we, we kind of keep up with our storytelling about each episode there. So shopping by episode will kind of give you a, a feel of what we've done there. We've got a, a really, you know, kind of dynamic website that kind of leads you through the, the history of us, the history of what we've done. It kind of tells you what Black Dog is doing today. Today was Wednesday we're, we're talking on this uh, podcast, and Grayson and Tay, my son, do a live 12 o'clock Facebook feed that is just kind of what's happening at Black Dog today and what's coming up, you know, and that's one way of staying in tune. You can join our, uh, the crew club and that's a, you can, it's a membership where you get a nice percentage off anything you buy there, but it also gets you into the newsletters that, that we send out. I'm being asked to start a blog, so that'll hopefully be coming soon. Uh, and so there's all kind of different ways you can do it. It's, uh, but it's mainly if, you, if you're not wanting to come to Roanoke, then, then tune in to us online. Uh, you can come and stay with us, too. We have a, a house next door that we converted, which is part of our show and also part of our, our campus, I guess you would put it. And it's, uh, they call it the Old Stone House. And we took it back to studs and built it back with salvage. And so it's, uh, you can go on our website again and, and tour it, but it's, it's better if you come and visit. I'm sorry, you mentioned your website and your Facebook page. Can you give me the URL and the Facebook handle for those? So everything we do is Black Dog Salvage. It's hashtag at blackdogsalvage.com. Just go to your favorite browser, and whatever that is, most people use Google, and just hit Black Dog Salvage, and you'll come up with every link that we have to uh, our social media. So what's next for Black Dog Salvage? You know, we're all over the chart right now. It's, uh, we're kind of excited about a few events that are coming up, but uh, one of the things we've had in August is its first year anniversary, which is the Stone House. And this is an old 1911 house that came on the property that we renovated into a, uh, a vacation rental. So you can see it on our, our website. It's uh, Black Dog Salvage last Stone House. And also, we've got a real new venue that is part of our show and also part of our new infrastructure of Black Dog, which is the, the Dog Bowl. And everybody's going, what's the Dog Bowl? Well, it's an old trailer that we've turned into a stage. We cleared a little area out on our property, and now we're going to start having a series of concerts there. And the first one is August 24th and of this year, and uh, it's uh, featuring a local band, uh, Fuzzy Logic. And we're going to... You know, uh, Roanoke is, and everywhere nowadays, but Roanoke especially, is just all about music and entertainment and, you know, outdoors. And uh, this is our, our venture into that. And one of the things that's really cool about the Dog Bowl is that we are debuting our love sign. And 50 years of Virginia's for Lovers is this year. And we, we wanted to kind of make our mark, and we do nothing small at Black Dog, and we do nothing light. So we created L-O-V-E that will live beside the stage at the Dog Bowl, and we're going to unveil it 
on our first concert. And you can come and take pictures there. There's a bench you can sit down. It's almost like a little park. So those are a few of the things that you can do there besides come and say hi to the dogs. So coming back to the homestead, if someone was visiting and only had a single day to spend here, what is one thing that you would insist they cannot miss? Help me out here. I mean, my wife's an equestrian, so that would be one of the things that you can do here at the homestead. If, but if it's one thing, again, everybody has, there's so many things. Here. You, you can't just, if you're a golfer, play golf. Cascades are gorgeous. If you're a, an equestrian, they have incredible facilities here for, uh, for riding. If it's in the winter, they have a ski slope. Uh, and there's a shooting range, and I had an opportunity to meet Dave Judah, who, is the, uh, who heads that department. And there's no one thing here that you can put your, your hand on, but it, whatever your likes are, I guarantee you that there's something here for you. What's your favorite secret about the homestead? Something that you learn or discover once you're here, but someone who's never visited yet wouldn't know. Well, you know, they've got an amazing spa. And I've just recently, and I'm 63 years old, and I just started to appreciate the spa life and you know getting you know a a good massage or a therapeutic manicure or pedicure or whatever I'm into pedicures myself you know I'm you know I'm 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 a manly man but I do like uh, getting my feet pampered Uh, but there's just so many different things the food's incredible Uh, the the services you know it's over the top but, you know, it's, there's nothing like being pampered, and that's what you get when you get here. They, you become family. And I've only been here a couple of times, and it's already familiar. That's, that's, if you're going to put one accolade that really kind of emphasizes what this is, it's like being home. So that's all the time we have for now. Mike, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's truly a pleasure for me to come back and talk with you and, and be at the homestead one more time. So thanks for having me. Learn more about Hidden Treasures at the Homestead by listening to our entire podcast series, available at theomnihomestead.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you choose to stream. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Omni Homestead. For exclusive offers on the Homestead and other Omni hotels and resorts, sign up online for Select Guest. You'll also receive perks when you stay, like free Wi-Fi and complimentary beverage beginning your second stay. Here's an insider's tip. Your free beverage isn't limited to morning and coffee and tea. You can now redeem it for a drink at the bar. Beyond the Tower is a production of the Omni Homestead Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. The title music, Welcome to My Homestead, is written and performed by David Hill. Our executive producer is Lynn Swan, and our producer is John Kendall Royston. Associate producer is Altamira Film Company, and your host is me, Jesse Bruton. Many thanks to all of our talented guests. For more information about how to book your next day, visit theomnihomestead.com.